I like to read. That's a hobby. That's, that's a you, hobby. No, come on, man. That's I like you, that. that w- w- no, 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 no. So, so <laughs> someone asks you at a bar, it's like what your hobby is, and it's reading. Reading, like, yeah. Reading. I mean, I, I'm not hating. I, I, I feel like I, I don't want to hate. Do you don't, know what I'm no, saying? No, it's not hating at all. No, but I'm just saying it's like uh, I work out, and that's like this. It's like you should be doing that. Like, <laughs> do people not like? I mean, I read like just the bare amount, so I'm not like an idiot. Yeah, it's same here. Okay. Same here, but I'm a slow reader, so a book would fucking take me about a couple months to finish. No, I'm just kidding. Really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to watch movies, um, TV shows. I'm a boring person, dude. I with the stand up and all this editing I've been doing lately with this podcast, it's been and dude, you got to do weird shit. You got to get yourself out doing cr- things. You got to get out of your element, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I got out of my element with the comedy for a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that, that's definitely true. Because I've always been a behind-the-camera person. I've never really been All a right. person that likes to be in front of the camera. Go to a new neighborhood, stark naked. Go bare ass. And think, then yeah. and then just, yeah, that's your new experience. <laughs> just put and yourself see what out happens. there. And see what happens. I mean, that's a on story drugs. right there. On drugs. On drugs, I yeah. yeah. On drugs. Yeah, take peyote or something yeah. and just go crazy. <laughs> start, start just losing it. Do you know what I'm saying? That's Then you got, that's five right there. Then I'll get fucking stories and bits. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's honestly, I, I think, that's the thing I wanted to do. What What is one of your hobbies? One of my hobbies? Yeah. Um. Jeez, I, I should have had a... <laughs> I like to read. <laughs> I like to watch movies. I like to read. Uh, I, streak naked? I, yeah, I streak naked. Um. No, I mean, hobby in the day. Hobby in the day. I... I used to make comics when I was a kid. I like no kidding, it. like drawing, illustrating. Yeah, I used to love drawing. I think, I uh, I cook. I mean, like I, I love cooking. I love cooking. I love. I mean, like, but like every. But then again, that's the same thing. It's like everyone cooks, that's, yeah, but that's like true. I think I'd like to. I'd like to challenge myself and do weird stuff like pickling. I love pickling. Pickling? What's pickling? Like you know, pickle shit. Like make a pickle. Like put a pickle in salt Making water. Pickles? Making pickles? I'll do no that. No kidding, I'll, dude. I'll make some pickles every now and then. I'll make some. <laughs> Shit, dude. I love I love probiotics. You need that for the gut, man. No one talks about that. I do kimchi. You give you um, we're Asian. We're, yeah. Asian. we're these are people we must be. We must be consuming kimchi. We I must mean, be. I that Even you, if you're not like Korean, you're still consuming Oh, every yeah, Asian yeah, yeah. will consume something Asian. I every I mean honestly, there's there's good Thai food in LA. Mm-hmm, there but, is, but there's way better Korean food that I don't have like a, a high standard for. You know what I'm saying? Such as, such as, like you know, I grew up in Philly, and the Thai food there, it's okay to white people. You know, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay to white people. It's not okay to me. I've fucking been in Thailand on roadside shit where they're like, you gotta eat this lady's roadside noodles. You gotta go there and eat it, and then you have it, and you're like, Jesus Christ, these are the best noodles i've ever had in my life and then you come back here and some guy that was like a electrician in bangkok is like trying to make you fucking pad krapow and you're like come on man come on no you're late i know you know how it's supposed to taste but this isn't this isn't it champ so when i come here yeah i feel like i don't have that for korean food or japanese food filipino you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. Yeah, my, my taste does i do not know what the standard is so i'm gonna be more likely to eat it it's same thing for kimchi. Well, kimchi's different, but yeah, you know what I mean. You're open. To yeah, it. yeah, absolutely, dude, absolutely. Do you like uh, do you like Filipino food? 
I I don't know the spots. That's my problem. I don't know either. You don't know the no, spots. No, no. <laughs> Jolly Bee? Jolly Bee? I I'll smash Jolly Bee. Yeah, dude. I got high <laughs> cholesterol now though. I gotta worry about that. Do you really? Yeah, twenty three high cholesterol, dude. I'm fucked. How'd that happen, dude? My my dad genetically has it. Shit. But I if here's my diet. Here was my diet before I had to be conscious of it. It would be something along the lines of like four slices of bacon, eggs, kimchi. <laughs> three cups of black coffee then i'd be like what are we doing for lunch jollibee and then i'd be like oh i'm kind of hungry another cup of coffee chocolate croissant then i'd be like oh what do i want to do all right i have some marinated meat from the from the h mart i'll marinate that rice that kimchi vegetables and then by the end of the day you'd be like holy shit i ate like a pound and a half of red meat plus burgers plus pastries and then I'll top it off with an ice cream sandwich yeah, yeah, a dude. cup of lemonade dude I mean I can't eat like that you're still in great shape though for all that food dude well you're young too there's a young plus that age defying Thai body dude that I'm fucking <laughs> ripping the gym for man fucking I'm getting I'm, I'm going Thai Ken I'm going Simu Lee in this bitch dude that's what I'm doing <laughs> That's what I do, man. And so I have to change. I have to change that. Okay. Because the, the doctor's like, dude, we don't know if this is genetically high and if it's something you can't That's control crazy. or if by what you just told me, your diet, you can definitely control this. So they, they we're doing some experiments to find out. They're doing some blood work. Gotta, That's wild, dude. Yeah. Wild. But uh, <laughs> I don't have any. I don't know what I have. You don't know um, what you have? No, I don't really go to the doctor. I'm like, you don't, you're a doctorless guy? I'm a doctorless guy. Dude, that's... I just kind of just... Bre- you know what they always say, right? It's uh, what you don't know won't kill you. That's... No, that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> dude, you got fucking... You got something deep in there, dude. What if your bones are made of paper and your eyes are made of eggshells? You, you gotta... I don't know. I'm, I feel like your body will tell you. I feel, but don't you ever hear that? Like the thing that got me was I was just talking to this. Well, this is a um, he's an older family friend. Mm-hmm. Like he's in his nineties, but he's like, yeah, my dad was thirty six and just dropped dead one day. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit! But I don't know if that's just like the like the nineteen forties diet. That but I'm on a nineteen forties diet. I'm like having like. Dude, I'm like, oh, it's okay if I have, like, three bacon, egg, and cheeses and a burger. <laughs> no fruit. Yeah. No, like. But I, I see, I eat well, though. Like, I used to have fucking stomach problems, dude, because my diet was like that. And we needed a lot of frozen food, a lot of fast food. Okay. And then my girl, she's from France, so she changed up my whole diet, man. Now, now I don't have any, like, stomach problems. That was the only problem I really had. She's like, Jesse, you cannot uh what you put in your body is garbage. <laughs> it belongs in the poubelle, the garbage <laughs> diet. You have, you have no class in your body. No, is that what she's? No, she's 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 actually half British, too. So, she, but she's got like an English accent. She doesn't she's, have a French. She accent. does. That's why I was thrown off. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why I was thrown off. No, yeah, yeah, French yeah, that's right. I met yeah. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man. So, what do you eat? Like, you just I eat fruit in the morning. I stay with fruit in the morning. I do my fruit, yeah. and then uh, for like, I'll do carb, or I'll try to do just carbs like in the for lunch, like okay. in the afternoon. Because I've some- noticed, because I'm especially now I'm older, dude. I'm, I've noticed that like when I have carbs at night, I'll wake up all fucking groggy, like I'm just 
like a like yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah yeah a beer does that to me yeah but beer is fun yeah <laughs> beer, beer is, is fun alcohol is so much fun alcohol is so, so much, much fun, fun. So that's much fun. that's the slogan alcohol it's a lot I, of fun dude i've been getting depressed lately though dude like the day after drinking even oh, if it's like happened. a couple beers dude not depressed like a fucking yeah, yeah, hurt yeah, myself yeah. you know what i mean but like it's just like just on a low on the yeah, low yeah, vibe of yeah. obvious yeah it take i mean you go up if you're up for five hours yeah. you got to come down yeah and sleep doesn't count like yeah. sleep is just a pause button yeah um when i was young though i would recover quickly dude oh, I'd be I, all about it i think i started a little too young with drinking that's my how old were you 16 maybe uh, so that's like, I mean, normal, it's Not, normal yeah. maybe it's normal but i think 16 to 22 those six years add up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's six years, and I, I was having fun. I mean, I, I had a balance. Like, I wasn't, I don't, I was not, I was not, am not an alcoholic, but I had a balance. Like, my life, I think, you, 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 you know the drug? Um, the fact that you had to say that, Nate. I Dude, I, now I'm fine. Now I'm fine. Now I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think... But but everyone has their thing. Everyone so, has their thing. Everyone has their thing. Yeah. I mean, my my thing on it all is though is that uh, have you ever heard? It's not like a. It's a kind of um. It's an intuitive thing, but the thing with uh, drug addicts or like that they say is it's it's circumstantial that it's not talked about a lot. Like they do this experiment with rats, and when they talk about like how addictive say like meth is, uh-huh. they'll give they'll put the rat in the cage, right. but there's nothing in it. You're just in a cage, and then they give the rat meth, and then become so addicted to it but when they put the rat and they call it like rat wonderland where it's a bunch of other rats that you can play with there's a bunch of little games there's food like cheese and and garbage that they can play in and then they put the meth water in they don't touch the meth water nearly as much circumstance if you i mean obviously if we were locked in this room in this cage for the rest of our lives and then we're like oh that's meth that we can just kind of have fun with <laughs> like yeah but if we were in like you know our mm-hmm. little so there so yeah so if you have all the other things it just doesn't it doesn't you don't need it you know right right hmm, that's interesting dude yeah but it kind of makes sense like, it does make sense it, yeah. yeah 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 it's like if it, i was in a prison <laughs> and then i had and all i had was access to to like have any type of fun or any feeling was alcohol then you'd probably get really addicted yeah, to alcohol absolutely dude yeah absolutely it's funny how they used rats too to always test it yeah like yeah, the, yeah yeah the psychological effects right yeah, like yeah i know yeah. they do they had experiment with uh they were testing uh the optimal amount of what how people can function in a society mm-hmm. basically and yeah. they noticed that the more rats they put in there they would develop like these schizophrenic tendencies right okay. like one couple of them would just like stand in a corner and just be nodding their head right others would be in another corner mm-hmm. just running around by themselves yeah and they say that they, they did this experiment to compare bigger cities with smaller cities <laughs> so that's why yeah dude, i mean it, it was a, it was go, a wild do you think you go schizophrenic and uh so what the, the argument is that if you're in a smaller kind of like the smaller place makes you go a little bit crazier uh no, w- no when there's more the amount of people or rats okay. there are in in a smaller area okay. the crazier the people get oh. you know because they were yeah they were comparing like bigger cities towards you know like farmland and stuff like okay. that and they realized that like the optimal size of these rats in a certain amount of square footage okay. it was like 15 or something like that where everyone and they compared it to humans mm. right do you think that's I don't I, I mean I can't yeah yeah I buy that I mean well not schizophrenic but like, going crazy then for sure I think bigger cities there are a little people who are a little kookier yeah I think just the thing I mean I think there's there's that aspect I also just think 
like say you go to New York mm-hmm. or something and you see something crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, there's just more people to do to watch do crazy shit. Yeah. There's eight. <laughs> million, oh, I don't see this shit in Spokane, dude. You live in Spokane. You just don't have as many crazy people as we have. Okay. <laughs> We have 8 million people. There's going to be more crazy people than fucking like the 30K. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. That's uh, But I, I get I get that more people, more confined, more claustrophobic. You definitely feel that. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, earlier, you were talking about uh, this. We're going to go into the comedy now. But yeah, you were yeah, talking yeah. about how a comedian changes in five years or like there's a shift in five years. Yeah, you want to go a little bit more into that? I don't know if there is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's it's not a it's not a concrete rule, but there's a thing that I've heard that a few times that it's like around five year mark is when some people make the jump. Let's say from amateur to professional, semi professional mm. to professional. That's that's a marker. I don't know how true that is. I think for me, it's it's how quickly do you find your like comedic bearings and voice. So. For me, uh, you can have a, a good presence. You can feel comfortable. You can even be a talented joke writer. But if it doesn't, if the audience doesn't buy what you're selling them, like character-wise of what you're putting on stage, it's going to be a lot tougher. And it's you're going to like. I think you're going to encounter more hurdles. So the quicker you find that voice, and I think this is this is a year. This is a years-long process. Like I know some comedians, it's instant mm-hmm. they've been touched by god yeah. they just know how they are viewed by mm. by by the audience and how and what kind of this might be all subconscious too what makes them funny why the audience thinks that they just kind of get that and then they can just write to that sorry no 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 it was going low go ahead sorry yeah no um so just get me get me high get me high baby. there you go get me high <laughs> there you go um fuck where were we I, finding a voice yeah some so, people are just naturally talented at it it's not i don't know if it's a talent it's just kind of like um being born six five and then realizing you're kind of athletic and then you're like oh basketball might be my thing so for them it might be they just kind of deep down know why they're funny and why other people they know the perception of themselves mm-hmm. and then it's just so easier to write to all the things that you think are funny and you just kind of deliver it so naturally for me, I feel like, I feel like now I'm touching on what my voice could be. I, I feel like there's something there. I feel I am starting to sense wh- wh- why people think I'm funny, and like things that I do, and then now I can write the good jokes to that rather than just writing good jokes or ra- you know, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because you can write good jokes, but you got the audience has to believe like the person that you are on stage is going to say that and going to believe these things. Mm-hmm. I think five years is kind of, maybe that's the point when you start to really hone your voice and then you're like, oh, I can make money off of this. Is I can make bank off this. <laughs> How long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing comedy, improv comedy. I did for um, um, like a decade in. Oh wow! Stand up three years. Okay, and uh, you finding that voice or getting to the point where you are right now, finding your voice. Yeah. Is there any way that someone like me can accelerate that? Accelerating. I think you record all your sets, right? Yeah. I mean, like that's that's. But listen to where people are laughing, not just when you know it's a punchline, but when people. I mean. Like even when you're not getting to the the joke that you know is the joke, even that words, the words that are the joke, sometimes that doesn't even matter. It's it's like, what are they really laughing at? For me, 
I feel like it's when I start yelling. It's when I get kind of crazy. It's when I do a character that's kind of losing it, when I fully commit. Like, as soon as the audience realizes, like, oh, he's, he's, he's going to do that. Like, he's going to he's gonna fucking, like, he's going to be there. Like, I'm going to be here. And it's not even what I'm saying. It's just they know that I'm Your locking energy. Uh, my energy and my kind of just commitment to what I'm doing is there. And they're like, holy shit, that's funny. That's funny that he's just gonna, he's just gonna be this for the next like 30 seconds. Like he's just committed to being that, which is, but other people might be like, I don't know what, in time, but it's like, if you're weird or just like, you're slow, like I talk like that, so that, and like, that's your delivery and that's your presence. And then you write jokes to that. Like maybe your just vibe is that you're a weird, slow talking person. Right. When you tell the joke, and then people aren't even laughing. When there was this guy in Philly, I don't know if it was intentional, but he would tell these jokes like, "Oh, my name is," and he would talk about how he played chess, uh-huh. and it would be all these terrible, not terrible, but it was it was these puns about like like playing chess or something. He's like, "I'm always trying to get to the queen," but people would just laugh because it was five minutes of him just being like that. And then he's like, why are you guys laughing at me? I'm not even telling a joke. And But it's like, that's his voice. That's just who he is. And so that presence even, like everyone's like, it's just funny that you're this guy yeah. doing the jokes and is or this person doing the jokes. Like, um, yeah, it's, I think for me, it's like as soon as you realize who you have to be on stage to be funny and like making that shift, you you're kind of finding your voice or you're kind of finding and understanding what makes you funny. So the high energy that you bring, was that something that you had from the very get go or I think it was, it was something that I had from the very get go, but it was something that I, I didn't fully understand like how to hone it in, how to hone it in and the power. Yeah. It's like, I didn't, it was like a wild stallion that I possessed on me, but I didn't know how to put the reins on it. I didn't know how to control it to like use it to my benefit. Like sometimes it would come out, sometimes it wouldn't. And then as soon as I realized like, Oh, when this comes out, there's more laughter and there's more people engaged into what I'm saying. I was like, I got to do that. And, and when was that? Was that just an, an event or was that just a, cu- a culmination of things? That was like, a, yeah, that's a, that's like, yeah, that was just like living and doing mics, like just like hitting and getting, I don't know, you know, hours worth of time under me, like to, and, and recording and listening back and looking at the jokes and the things that I thought were funny and would get me aggravated and would get me passionate. I'm going to burp. Look, um, so it's that. It, 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 I think, but other people, like I just said, they just kind of know. Like they just, they just know. And to expedite that, yeah, it's like listening to, and and even kind of paying attention to why are people laughing beyond just funny things that you're saying or funny act out. It's like yeah, like the act out. Why? Why? What makes the act out funnier? What makes? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's like paying attention to the laughs that you didn't intend for. And then are you giving yourself feedback? Are you taking this footage to someone else or the recording to someone else and they're giving you feedback? Is, or is this like literally like a, just a you versus you thing? I think this is a me versus me yeah. thing. I'll talk to people about my jokes. Got I'll it. talk to people and fellow comedians about my sets. You right, know, right. people will give feedback. But a thing that people would always say is like, oh, you have great energy. You have great energy. Like you have this energy. And I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> what energy? But then I'd be like, what is that energy? And it's like, maybe it's just that it's when I go for it. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, when I go for it, 
the jokes hit harder. When I'm more energetic and I'm more into it and I'm more just like intense, the jokes hit harder. And it's like, I'd love to be, I'd love to be not having to like, it, it takes a lot. Like, I feel like sometimes I'll just be quiet at a mic and people are like, oh, or like after a show and they'll be like, oh, this guy's different than he on stage. And I'm like, yeah, I have to consciously make a choice to be kind of balls to the wall in it, 100% energy and like, this is why, like, you know, kind of yeah, yeah. like that. And it's, that's, that's higher. That's a higher percentage chance of me being funnier on the night. So let's say that you're having a fucking bad day and nothing's going for you and you got to show that night and you got to bring this high energy, but your energy's fucking low. Mm -hmm. How do you approach this? How do I approach this? Um, I'll drink a Red Bull or I'll drink an, uh, a coffee and that typically will upset my stomach. Then I'll go take a poop. No, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, no, but I, 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 yeah, you have to kind of know yourself. So you, I, I, I know that I can flick it on in a switch. That's kind of the honing it like that. I know, mm. I know what the material is. I know that I like to riff. I know. Mm. So I'm going to always pay attention to the sets before me. I'll come in. Like maybe I'll just be like, okay, I don't really want to be in this crowded space, but I know I'm going up sixth, so I'll just take maybe a second. I'll, I'll, if this, I'll, I'll always try to watch other comic sets and, and be supportive, but then maybe I'll be like, all right, I gotta just take a second. I'll come back into the room in like five ten minutes. Come back into the room, watch the sets, see what that inspires. Just like kind of be in that. If I'm, you know, this is all if I'm low energy let's say and then right. i'm like all right like let's get into it the show's gonna happen and you just gotta like yeah i make like a conscious choice uh before like the person who's going up before me it's like all right you gotta go be funny i, I make a conscious choice to be like go and go and try to crush i don't care like and it's cathartic i want to be on that stage i always want to be i always want i do genuinely like i love i love doing time and so i like make a conscious choice to be like okay buddy fuck the parking ticket you got, F, your parents, they suck. They, you know, forget the fact that your girlfriend hates you. And then it's like, and then it's like, because right now you got to do something. You got to go wild. And this is all, I'm trying to like be like this, like, oh yeah, that was funny. But like, in your I'm, head. In my head, I'm like, you got to go. It's like, and, yeah, you gotta, you, athletics then almost, dude. You get, it's like an athletic mindset, right? Like you're, you're calm on the outside, but inside is just that beast waiting to just be released. Yeah, I think so. I, I yeah I I think you gotta you gotta want to do well and you gotta right. motivate yourself I mean and it's and it can be it can be sometimes you're down but I do the same thing almost even if I'm ready to go mm -hmm. even if I want to go same thing if the room's dead even if you want to go and the room's dead you're like and there's different approaches I'm not gonna come out the thing is it's like I, I don't want I don't want people to think that I'm always coming out but like sometimes you just got to come out like I, I want I, you know I always come out like I want to be here I'm comfortable here yeah let's make it work let's make something happen let's right. make magic happen yeah you know? absolutely did, this crazy energy did you have this during improv as well like was this something that was successful you in improv <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah definitely I think what was successful and what I started to translate from say like improv comedy is that yeah commitment is everything like commitment to the scene, the scene partner, what people give you, the information, acting, acting is commitment. I would say, like, you know, committed, committed to the character mm. that you're playing, like, and 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 flicking that switch consciously or subconsciously that helped me. Like, just being in, just being like, okay, I've been labeled as a 45 year old dad. Let's 
you know, I, and I'm not always thinking about, I think improv gets you out of your head. So it's like, I wasn't thinking like, let's be a 45 year old dad, but like, I think my body would adjust, my voice would adjust. And then you're like playing this person, you know, you're acting. And so you'd act and, and try to be that person, not thinking about it too much, but just like being like, no, I'm, I'm a 45 year old dad. This is my kid. Even mm-hmm. if the person's like, you know, eight feet tall and, and, and they're, uh, and and they're okay, Latinx. And I'm like, I don't know if this, guy could be my kid but i'm gonna believe that this guy is my kid and that i'm his 45 year old dad Mm -hmm. so that's the improv taught me a lot about yeah commitment. that's one thing i struggled with i still struggle with it now but there's the commitment because like i said i've I've never been like someone who did improv or theater or anything like Mm -hmm. that or acted yeah you know always behind the camera and yeah it's hard dude it's no it's it's, It's yeah it's it's and it's a skill and i think it's it's it comes easier for others it's Mm -hmm. like it's it's something that yeah, you gotta you gotta get you gotta find yeah, you gotta absolutely. you gotta find if it's not your thing. And some people it is their thing. But mm-hmm. like for me, like a lot of the trouble was like, yeah, joke writing. It's like I could say funny things. I was like, I didn't intend for that to be fun. It's like I I think I had a little bit of like I, I could deliver stuff. I always was just like, damn. One day I just hope like a cool guy is like, hey, I'm gonna give you all this sick material, and you can just take it secretly, and then no one will know, and you'll become. <laughs> have you found this guy yet? No, I yeah. haven't found. Maybe I have, but well, I wouldn't tell you. I can't tell anyone. It's a, it's a, it's a pact with the, with with the Satan. <laughs> um, let me see here. I had a good question. God damn it! So you started stand up three years ago. How long did you do stand up till you got your first show? Until I got my first show. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, so here's what's funny is that I there was like a high school talent show, mm-hmm. and we we would have this where it'd be kind of like all these guys from the high school from different places. It'd be like theater guys, music guys, like uh, and it was like really popular. It was like one thing the school always loved is to kind of see like the mix of like just all these random dudes from like these upperclassmen, and they're gonna do it, and they do like dance numbers and stuff. And I was like, okay. Maybe I should do stand-up. I know I can do stand-up. So I wrote a bunch of material um, about the school, about my friends, about my family, um, practiced it, worked it worked it out, and then performed it in like an 800-seat theater. And that was sick. And, and, it, and it went well. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And that was like my senior year. And then I <laughs> didn't really do comedy. like, this is cool. All right. I was like, I did it. I was like, I know how to do it. Easy. I'll just, I'll just I don't need to do it. I this. love that. I and love then, that. um, and then it, it uh, towards, I, I, I started like leaning into, we had a pretty cool improv troupe at my college. I kind of just was like, I'm comfortable doing this. I know how to do this. I want to get better at this. Kind of leaned into that. And then about in the pandemic, I kind of started writing more and I didn't have mm. an outlet to do it. And then I started doing Zoom mics and, and, oh, wow. and, and Zoom stuff. And technically, my first show would have been a Zoom show for flappers, <laughs> if you believe no that. No shit. Um, but my, my first real show would be in Cleveland. Um, okay. It would be in Cleveland. I, 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 I went on Zoom. I thought, like, dang, I'm, I'm doing some stuff. I'm getting some shows on Zoom. Went back to my hometown, Philly, and then I started hitting mics, and then I'm like, oh, shit, this is harder. Like, this is live. Yeah, yeah. I don't get to just kind of, like, have some cheat sheets on me. Mm. Uh, that's when I was, like, really, like, you know, I mean, the st- kind of started from a little bit, like, net zero. Like, I was, like, back there. There's a bunch of people that have been doing comedy for a lot longer. They're from Philly, so they're naturally all dicks already. Yeah. And they're <laughs> no. But, like, yeah, the, the audience in Philly is awesome, but they... they they want you to crush. They want you to be funny. Yeah. And I wasn't funny like that yet. Mm. And so I I, I, I did uh, 
oh, this was kind of like things were opening up a little bit. Started just getting better. Do mics. Go out to mics. Get into the comedy scene. Went back to school when the pandemic lifted in Cleveland. And then I, I definitely learned a lot. It, it, like I did like four months of mics pretty much and didn't get any shows. Did some mics in Cleveland. Some people told me, they're like, hey, come on my show. You got some stuff. Like, you, you're funny. And then I did my stuff. And then started getting booked in shows and doing mics in Cleveland uh, for like, yeah, for like a year, year and a half out there. And it, and it was cool. And, and that was that first experience. That was that first show for you. The first show, um, I remember the guy before me did a bunch of racist shit about Asians, but it was kind of funny. So I was laughing and like he kind of, I was, it was, he was saying funny stuff, but then I'm like, all right, like I, I, I did some riffs about that. People laughed. I did my material and it went, and it went well, but this is like, this is going like, I guess this was a few years in the making, uh, yeah. even for a first show, but I, I, I knew how to perform. I felt comfortable and like that's what improv or any anything like mm-hmm. you know theater like theater people like at least they're comfortable on a stage like they're not they're not scared with people with eyes on them mm-hmm. so yeah it, and it went and it went pretty well like but it took I was at Mike's bombing and shit yeah, you know I, yeah, I, I, was, I was I was I was I was still trying to find the things and write about things that I thought were funny right. and stuff but like some of it didn't resonate and and I and I had to do that for to find it to find it yeah. and to do and do months of that you know. Yeah. The reason why I asked you these questions is because you're the first person I'm going to tell. It's going to be out now, but I got my first show coming up. Dude. Wow. Yeah, hey, <laughs> congrats. That's big. That's yeah. big. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks from now. Two weeks from now? Where at? Where uh, you fourth play? wall. Fourth wall? Yeah, fourth wall. All right. That's uh, Those rooms get hot, man. That'll be a lot of fun. I went, fun. Yeah, I went on Friday to the late show and it was packed. Yeah, no, exactly. It, it's a lot of, it's a it's a fun place to perform. You bring some friends out to, to come and see you go up. I think that's always good. I, I had a good friend at my at my first show. You know, I had some, I, I had a few people. Did, does that help? Because sometimes I'll get, it's like hit or miss with some comics. Like some comics like when they they know people are there, and others just hate it. I think um, it, it a friend, you know, comics and friends they they don't work well together. Like they don't <laughs> they don't really have a lot of friends. I mean, it's uh, a good friend. I <laughs> I don't know. I uh, have have like I like having good friends there. Yeah, right. I mean, it's weird if it's like a coworker, and then you're like, am I gonna do? pussy jokes for fucking five <laughs> minutes <laughs> and then and then karen from hr is gonna be like oh, that's that was interesting how you compared pussies to fucking <laughs> spiders <laughs> and stuff and, and you're like all right like i don't know have a friend that you know like knows you deep down and knows that you're you know who you are yeah i think i always love it i mean i i, I went back to cleveland i did shows and some friends they came out and that made it a lot of fun because right. you know people want to see you go up i think when you if you've been doing a while and you care about it and they care about you they want to see you kind of in your element they want to see you perform right um so i'm cool with it yeah but it's up to you it's every person is different yeah uh, there's no hard and fast rule mm-hmm. i'm not gonna make you bring friends yeah, yeah, here yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know what i'm gonna do but i don't know any advice that you have me going to my first show like obviously there's gonna be performance jitters so i need help with that but like any advice like I okay. Um, I think what I I don't know if I get performance jitters, but I always or there were times like what you get is you just get you want to do the show. For me, it'd always be like I'm anxious to do the show. Yeah. I want to yeah. be up there. I want right. to be done the show. Yeah, I want yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. go up there. I want to <laughs> kill and I want it to be done. Yeah. And so you're like sitting there. The show's at seven, and then it's like twelve in your apartment, and you're eating an omelet, and you're like, oh, God, can this thing happen already? Dude. Like, can this can, can this come? And I'm like an early riser, so I like waking up early and going to bed early. So like fucking 
I mean, it's at eight o'clock, but still, I'm like, fuck. At least what she said. Eight I know it's gonna be like fucking yeah, yeah. two in the afternoon. I'm be like, oh my god, dude. I think uh, just for sh- like know your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the shows that I would I you prep differently and 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 changes throughout you know your path. But for my shows, I, I knew what I was gonna say. I knew mm-hmm. my material. Right. I knew I wanted, and if there was something that would come up, just my personality, I was gonna talk about it. I was gonna riff on it. Right. If it's something that I wanted to, that I just grabbed me, I'd have to comment on it. Like that's always how I've been. But I also knew that it's like okay, if I'm doing seven minutes set. Let's have six thirty of really strong stuff. Six thirty. So even if there's nothing to riff about. I, I I can finish early, but still on time. And then they'll be like, oh, this guy doesn't run the light. He's a good comic. Uh, yeah, he knows his stuff. He comes prepared. Um, but then I also, I'll give yourself wiggle room. If I, I would give myself wiggle room to riff a little bit. But also... Yeah, and just, you give yourself 30 seconds? About yeah, 30, 30 about seconds 30 to seconds. a minute? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but that's if you like to riff. If you don't, don't do that. Just do what you feel comfortable and what you feel is your strongest stuff. Always do it. I like to riff. You like to riff? I like to riff. Yeah, then give yourself some time. Maybe like, you know, 30, 20 seconds. Yeah. And have if you're doing seven minutes, be like, okay, I have 6.15 that I know in my heart is some of my best stuff and the best stuff that I can put that out there right now in this moment. You do any crowd work? Uh, I will engage with the crowd. I, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If what I would say, I think I do. I incorporate the crowd. The thing with like crowd work for me is, it's like I don't know. I haven't honed that as much as I'd like to, or as much as I don't have as much of a pull to do that. Right. But I'm gonna talk and engage with the audience. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. I don't. I don't like. There's some comics that are be like this, and then that's their style, and they're right. not really. They're gonna like do jokes, not do jokes at you, but they're gonna just do the jokes. For me, it's like I always feel like I'm in conversation with the whole room. Yeah. So if I even see someone's face, I'm going to like be like, hey, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I acknowledge. I, I'll acknowledge. I'll always acknowledge that the audience is there. Um, and I want to. And I'll comment. Mm. But I don't know if I'm going to be like, hey, where are you coming from, man? Like, what, what's, what's your deal? I, uh, I'm i not, not that. Comics who do that, they put that in into their sets too? Because we, like I said, we were just talking about saving 30 minutes to or 30 seconds to riff. Are they doing that same thing too where it's like, okay – on a seven-minute set, I I know I have three minutes of great material. I'm just gonna crowd work for like four. <laughs> yeah, if that's your skill, I mean, yeah, and, and this kind of goes to voice, or this goes to like you have to find what you're good at. And if mm. you know I'm good at, and I can make something happen in seven minutes, and like I know I can make some awesome crowd work and make it a, a great live experience, then yeah, I think you definitely build that in. But yeah, you know, they're comics too, and then they'll definitely probably I I, I don't know as many like. Uh, it's tough to be an open mic or like tough to be like starting out and also be like crowd work all the way. I feel right, yeah, like. 100%. I feel like you I feel like you people they come and in the spaces that we hang out, like they're coming, they work on material. material right. Yeah, because you kinda need that too. It's like a both. But there's plenty of people I know that have great material mm-hmm. and they know that they're really talented at crowd work, but then they've been doing it for like ten years. So mm-hmm. it takes ten years to kind of figure that out a little bit. Very true. And balance that. Um but yeah, why you want to do crowd work? No, no, no I was just asking. You want to go and talk to some some babes no. about what they're drinking? <laughs> Not at all. But you got a mai tai, baby. What do you got there? <laughs> I was just curious because I, when you think of stand up, you just think of going up there telling jokes. You forget other aspects, you know, especially being so new to it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't 
realize that riffing is has its own thing and then crowd work is its own label yeah right like you just think all of it is just incorporated under the same umbrella yeah no which essentially it is right everything is incorporated under stand-up but it's like you don't see these other things <laughs> i always thought riffing i liked riffing because i always thought it'd be it's way more high percentage for me for me as like i, I knew Sometimes you're riffing already on a on a joke that already crushed, but you might have a different angle or you something to say. And then at the very least, you're like, oh, yeah, you're reminding me of this funny thing. That's kind of yeah. funny. Uh, uh, or you're talking about something weird that happened, and you just got to talk about it. Right. Like, I, I was at a show and a guy hit himself with a rubber snake in the leg. I mean, it was kind of it was uh, it was it was a part of this bit, oh, okay. but he was like really whipping himself. <laughs> And I had to say that. And then the audience, you know, audience appreciates it. Like, right. they'll laugh and they'll be like, yeah, that was crazy that he was going to town on his leg with a rubber snake. Like, how do you not? You, you got, like, that higher percentage because I just feel like. They're a part of it. They're a part they, of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an inside joke for the whole room. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what makes live performance fun. You know, it's like it, you probably can't send that to a festival or JFL right. because they'll be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but. But yeah, it's it's like make it. There's a reason you do it live and do it for that. You know, mm -hmm. have fun with people, yeah. riff on the past stuff, build right. on stuff together. You right. know, make the show kind of cohesive a little bit, even or that like we're all experiencing this together right now at the same time. We're jerking off to it. We're fucking eating bags of Cheetos. We're we're getting weird. I just did poppers with a friend in the back room, but I heard that joke, and now he's talking about. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, when you let's look, the situation is like you're just six on the lineup or whatever, and mm -hmm. how do you find that stuff to riff on in the beginning? Like, is it just something that it's like an event like that where the guy slapping himself in the foot, something that everyone remembers, or are you trying to grab someone from the performer behind you? Because and like, how far back are you trying to grab stuff? for the audience to remember, right? Like, let's say you're six. Are you going to grab something the first person said? Maybe, yeah. Yeah? Maybe, but it has to be kind of... Memorable. Memorable. Right. Well, and you can do a little help to remind them. Like, I think people's memories mm. are good enough where, you know, after you kind of leave the show and you're out on the street and you're talking and you're like, babe, like, you want to get boba now? Like, I think you kind of, like, forget what was said. Mm -hmm. But in the moment when you're like, oh, Timmy was talking about how he'd never, like eat a blanket or something even though he was the first comic it's like you can kind of remind got them a it. little bit and then give them got your it. riff on that and it's a good note okay. uh, you know like you, you gotta you gotta you know help the audience kind of remember a little bit yeah but you can't just go in there and be like timmy it's a fucking blanket yeah you're like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's a little that's a little harsh that's a little they're they're like what the hell yeah. is he talking about and they're like oh maybe that guy from like 30 minutes ago <laughs> so but also it's i i do think Maybe it's I don't know if it's a higher percentage. I've seen I've seen stuff like I've done some really fun rooms where I've literally been the last guy up, and then uh, I'm kind of I kind of have a little I feel like I, I I like knew the hosts and the producers and I'm like I have like some freedom to kind of like mess around like mm. they know that I'm funny mm. they know that you know the show is kind of casual let me like let me try and just riff and I'm riffing on earlier stuff but it's still hitting hard right. you know. And, and and it's like the show it's like that's like you feel freedom to like take risks like that and so I've taken risks and it's paid off and it's like almost like riffing on a lot of what was said mm -hmm. and, 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 and kind of rehashing that and like laughing and putting my spin on it 
and uh, yeah, like I've seen it work. So I've definitely, I've seen it work like really well, but it's, you know, you get, you have to gauge because mm-hmm. like maybe you don't want to riff for five minutes. Like maybe you just want to do one minute and you pick like, maybe it'd just be better. It's if I just talk about what was said five minutes ago rather yeah. than what was talked about 45 minutes ago. Right. Yeah. And I guess you got to test like, feel the vibe of the crowd too right like yeah it depends on what they're laughing on because if you bring up something that they're probably not laughing at then they probably don't remember y- yeah right? yeah or <laughs> what do you have to exactly <laughs> you have awkward. to if well no awkward moments you can riff on too it's just that you got to be funny like i always think it's like well you got to make that funny you got to be like did you guys just like that guy like that guy ate glass on stage. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like you gotta make that. Like you gotta. You gotta make the thing awkward, funny. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like what you're saying is making you laugh, and you feel like, oh, this is funny, and you believe that, and you're committed to doing that, yeah, do it. Like mm-hmm. uh, if you see someone else do something funny already, but you want to give a counter, you want to do that. Like do th- that. Maybe you have a chance too, because like maybe you might have a better. Ch- I don't know. I don't know what the percentages are here. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. even know. It's 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 all in the moment. It's all live. It's improvised in a way. So you got to figure out, like, sometimes I'm kind of like, I know this is going to work because they already fucking laughed at it. (laughs) I'm like, I'll take a freebie, you know? The layup. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the layup. Sometimes you're really chucking one up there and and it misses. You miss two, you miss two, but... Yeah, that's been me for like two months, bro. Just breaking everything, man. Hey, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's It's a tough racket, these open mics, man. It's tough, but, you know... Especially out here, bro. It was completely different out here than it was in Vegas. It was Vegas was nicer. Yeah. I just did one open mic in Vegas. Yeah, and then completely different out here. Well, that's what they say. They say, yeah. I mean, so I started like I, I bounced around, but like Ohio is really where I got my footing. Shout out Cleveland, the two one six. Go Cavs. The Browns are a little. There's some guys on the Browns. I I don't know if I bangs with. You know what I mean? I think they're doing some. <laughs> there's some crazy stuff at massage parlors. I don't know if I want to be. Up in the Browns right now. I don't want to up in the Brown. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna make that a clip in no context. Just up with okay. the Browns. Up in the Brown. <laughs> you're gonna up, you don't up me in the Brown, man. I'm not like look, look, look. I like uh, I like Miles Garrett. You can say that. I mean, he hit a guy on the head with the helmet, but that was there was some fishy business going on there. <laughs> Fuck the Steelers. Um, go Birds. Uh, look, I guess to that point, yeah, uh, uh, Cleveland was a great place because. There, there was a it's a great comedy city at like a lot of places in the country you know we're all watching the same reels tiktoks we all know who the comics are we all have you know a similar cultural taste and and and, and like national identity and it's just that they don't live in new york or la or chicago or these big markets where there's a lot of cool comics that not only come and tour but like live there and so in cleveland there would be a lot of cool comics that live there and perform there, plus uh, a, like a really fun scene. And so people would come out to bars, like normal people, to mics, and they would just like really love it because they they watch Mark Norman like everyone else, or, or like very they true, watch yeah, Chappelle and like uh, you know like Maria Bamford, or, like or they watch these people and then they want to see comedy, and so they're just willing to be like, well, this is our version of stand up comedy that we have. There's nothing going on on a Wednesday night. Let's come to this bar where we know there will be a bunch of comics that'll be some miss, some funny, but like some also really talented. The tour around the country and 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 it's like you you're in a really cool scene like that and, and and people you get more maybe out of the mics mm-hmm. but there might be less so hmm. that's your converse there's only two mics a night instead of that's very 20. true yeah that's very um, true 
but there is a live audience, man. They need to get rowdy out there. Sure. I think I remember, <laughs> I remember, so I like, I'll do impressions, I'll do voices, but I remember I was performing just at a mic and, and people get drunk cause it's, you know, it's at bars rather yeah. than just like in, in, um, yeah. in a, in a, in a, in a kind of like a theater space or something and so they're hammered and then they'd just be like do jeff goldblum i'm like i don't do jeff goldblum and they'll be like just name they're just yelling at you like to do impressions that you don't do i'm like i don't know you man but it make it's funny it's funny as <laughs> did out. you try it though i did do jeff gold i did i actually crushed it i actually no i pulled it out of my ass no fucking way. i don't i don't <laughs> i couldn't do it right now but whatever was happening whatever that whatever that um that cider that I drank before, whatever, and it had Jeff Goldblum juice in it. You know what I mean? I was fucking cider. That's your drink yeah. of choice. You like cider? In my in my heyday, in my heyday, <laughs> your heyday, it, in my heyday, cider. it was sweet. It was. It, I mean, it's like a kid drink. It's it's alcohol for kids. Cider, alcohol for kids. Put it in your baby's belly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was a cider guy. Pineapple cider. It's really good. I'll put you on. I don't no, know. If we're, I don't good. know if that. I can't many. do the sugars, dude. To fuck up my stomach. That's my thing too. Like now, I can't oh, as much. I'll like a tart so- uh, cider every now and then. A tart cider. Yeah, like where it's it's less sweet, but it's still like an apple. You kind of get the apple flavor. It's like you know Granny Smith. Like yeah, why yeah, is it yeah, Granny yeah, right, Smith yeah. appealing? It's kind of like leaning into that as a cider, and you don't you don't get the tasting note of like. I guess oh, that could be fun. Sugar. I guess that could um, be fun. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, uh, but the sweet stuff, like a. You know what a strongbow is? No. Uh, strongbow. It's the British cider of choice, man. It's I had, I had this friend from Birmingham, and he put me on a strongbow. He's like, mate, I'm going to make you a snake bite. And I'm like, what's a snake bite? He's like, you're going to do Stella Artois, and then I'm going to put I'm gonna put a little bit of this strongbow in there, half and half. You're going to love it. So it's half <laughs> beer. That's, That's a snake good. bite. Half <laughs> cider, half beer. That's good, too. Strongbow okay. is a really. I like Stella, so maybe I'll try that. Yeah, it's a really. It's 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 a sweater cider. Strongbow. It's okay. cheap and. I can get know. out here. Yeah, definitely. You okay. can definitely get Strongbow out here, um, but it's 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 sweet though. So you have to you dilute it down with. Uh, mm, another I see. Beer. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd have a cider or something. I mean, I was like the, exactly. I was like twenty one, so I'd be like, That's you know, it's like I don't want to have a man's IPA where I'm tasting like feet and hops and butt juice. <laughs> I'm, I, I wanted something sweet, I'll man. Take a cider. I wanted I wanted the dessert of alcohol. You know what I'm talking about? I wanted like. You ever try Bailey's with coffee? Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. I've had I've had Bailey's or like with milk. Coffee. I think it's milk. Bailey's and milk. Bailey's and milk? Is it oh, milk or coffee? I think it has to be coffee. Yeah, I think dude. it is coffee. coffee right? with, yeah, oh. it is coffee. A cup of milk yeah. and Bailey's, dude, get it hammered off of milk? <laughs> well, you, white Russians. White Russians. White Russians. I actually, those are bomb. Those are bomb. I had a lot of, there were a lot, I mean, it was easy to drink when I was in college because I was just living in a, a city where the cost of living was cheaper. So then you mm. try a lot. Mm. I'd go to one place that did like martinis and I'd be like, oh. I've only had four martinis. Why am I so fucked up? Dude. They'd make these martinis in like, like in, in plastic cups, like a red solo cup of martini. I'd be like, why am I so fucked up off this martini? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. The, the, the guy was pouring me a cup of vodka, four cups of vodka. I'm like, this shouldn't do this to me. <laughs> What's in this thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. I was a bit. I. It was just, 
I used to do that voice a lot. And good, that was dude. a thing though. I would do that voice and I didn't and people would laugh their ass off, but like my friends, and then I'd be like, Oh, I guess I'm never gonna do that on this stage. Oh, I like it, but, dude. Uh, I like it. And then I started leaning into things like that, and people were like, That's that's funny. That's, that's hilarious. Dude. Yeah. That's hilarious. Holy shit. Fuck, I forgot I was just oh margaritas. That's what fucks me up. The Ritas. The Ritas. The Ritas, bro. They fuck me up, man. I'll have like three or four and I am done for the whole day. Yeah, man. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. That that'll it's it's too sweet. It's all the sweet. It's yeah. all the sweet that's really gonna get you. It's not having any water and doing sweet, day drinking. Ugh. Have five margaritas in 90 degree weather in the sun, no water, and be like, why do I feel sweaty bad? as fuck? Sweaty as all you're, you're just sweating out lime juice, man. Like, uh, I, I mean, when well, you're 23, you're still gonna have those days. Oh, no, those I, days I, are. I, I live, I mean, I, <laughs> I live for those days. <laughs> I, but like the days come, I know that they can't come with the frequency that they yeah. used to. Yeah. That used to be like. <laughs> Every week, you know, when you're with like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, it used to be every week. I mean, it was every day, dude. I grew up in Vegas. That shit was fucking really, yeah, because I, I was single between like 21 and 25, so that was like, oh yeah, bro, like at least fucking what, maybe four or five days out of the week, I'd be drinking. Ooh, it yeah. was bad, bro. Bad. No, yeah. Bad. I also just think the drinking just hits harder if you work harder, and so I used to work hmm. a job where I'd work like 50 hours. And mm, so, I, see what you mean. I mean, the beer just would be like, whew, you'd be like, wow, this beer tastes it's, a lot dude, better. It's it, way more. It does, yeah, dude. Yeah. It really does. And, and and so now that I work a less strenuous job and mm. my hours are less, I'm just kind of like, I'd rather unwind like eating some chips and, and watching uh, a movie, yeah. if you know what I mean. Do you like, smoke weed? Nah, nah, no, I don't. I, uh, not, not really. I, I used to when I was younger. Yeah. But I, uh. I uh, it makes me paranoid. Yeah. It makes me go crazy. <laughs> I see things. I don't want that. <laughs> Jesus. I see crazy. I uh, I once smoked one time in the woods and I saw like a deer and then we looked at each other for a while and I'm like, we gotta get out of these woods, man. I got, I cannot. That is um, weird. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was a deer. It wasn't like I saw like a deer with like nine antlers. Like, like I didn't see some like Harry Wiccan. Potter. I didn't Harry see Potter. the. I was like, I didn't see like a crazy like witch doctor deer. I just saw a regular deer. But in my head, I'm like, ooh, this is weird. Dude, out. speaking about fucking deer, we saw. Remember that a couple like I think it was like a year ago where there were these zombies deers, where they would just pop out of nowhere and they're they had like parasite in their brain. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. So, bro, dude, like it was like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my girl, we went to Utah to kind of to just like go hiking, like okay. to Bryce or Zion National Park. Sick. And we're fucking walking back, bro. And there's a fucking deer on the walkway just looking at us that looked fucked up like a zombie deer. And we just stood there. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I had no idea what to do. Well, you know what? A deer, deer can kill you. I mean, obviously, like they're a wild animal that's like really. Can big. they? Yeah. You know what they do? Is Stomp it- you? Well, they'll stomp you, yes. And their hooves are decently sharp. You know what I mean? Oh, it, shit. It'd be like, yeah, imagine getting like, it's kind of like a hammer. You know what I mean? Or like kind of like a hammer with like a, a dull blade or something yeah. like that and a knife with it. And so they'll hoove you. Holy the, shit. They can hoove you in the chest. And you're talking about like, I don't know how big a deer is, but like. Probably like three, 400 pounds. Exactly, dude. yeah. It's like a 400 pound. Th- so it can if it wants to. I mean, Fuck, I mean that's dude, why it's I a wild it, animal. Yeah. Like these things are trying to Jesus, n- not get dude. killed by bears. They have to have some mechanism of power. You know, they have a lot. Oh my god. Yeah. So that you're lucky. I mean, the zombie deer didn't get you. 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I was thinking I could probably fucking put it in a guillotine. You ever, I did jujitsu for a while. So I was thinking maybe if that thing you came at could... me, I thought I could get in a guillotine <laughs> and choke it out. I'm That's like the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try that one out. Try that one out. Tell me how that works out. I haven't done jujitsu jitsu in like 10 years, but you know. That's what you thought. You're like, if this thing comes, I think. I'd, I'd go for a choke. I would go, go for, for a choke. choke. I've, I've heard, like, dude, there was just one time where, uh, like, a bobcat or a mountain lion attacked some dude. Mm-hmm. And the dude killed it with his bare hands by just choking it the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that, maybe. Right? I mean, I, I'm a small guy. We're Asians here. This Obviously, yeah, the dude's yeah, white. Yeah. This is the Asian yeah. show. Yeah. This <laughs> dude's white. That's what he said. Obviously, the dude was white. This guy's a mountain man. Well, who else is going to go up to the mountains? Uh, I'm not going yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not no... <laughs> we're not messing in those mountains uh, because of them. Because yeah. I'm scared <laughs> of the white guys that are going to shoot me with a gun. <laughs> I uh, I think yeah, I think you might be able to if you're there. But also the if if it's if it's a buck or something, it has those horns. Oh, that's, and that's true. Scary. I don't know. You're that's gonna true. no. That I, I'm, I'm done. If yeah. it's a if it's a male, if it's a girl deer, if I'll fuck fu- that shit up. I'll yeah, fuck that bitch up. <laughs> but, if, but if it's a dude beer, I just uh, yeah, I think you have the power. If you're here, I think you could do it. Like if you could. Like that, maybe. Like even, just but you have to get. How the hell do you get there? Do you know how do you hell you agility, get, dude? Just it's coming at me, right? Agility, I'll think right. It's a go coo- to the left. It's a deer or a go coo- to the These left. are like swim my fucking arm around its head and just hold on for dear dear life. Wrap my legs around mm-hmm. them, wrap them up, and <laughs> hope we don't go off a cliff. <laughs> you're also near a cliff. You're dead, dude. You're done. You're donezo, buddy. Bye, buddy. You're <laughs> you're going. You're going. Could sleep. you imagine that's how you go though? He's got killed by a deer. Yeah, it's it's that's that's nice. That's nature's way. That's what they want. I mean, it's uh, oh, I lived to be ninety, and I was an accountant, and then I got osteoporosis. Like, dude, fuck that. I just want a shark to eat me, man. Just bite off my head. That's how humans were supposed to get. We're supposed to have a grizzly bear just rip us in half. <laughs> Woolly mammoth stomp on us, dude. That's. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> fucking deer, man. Fucking deer. Well, dude, off that, man, we are fucking at the time. All right. We are at the time. Dude, Nate, I appreciate you coming out here, dude, and this fucking talking to me, giving to me fucking some advice, too, on my first show. I appreciate that. Of course, man. Good luck. You got to... Exact. Just... I mean, there's times... There's comics that I know that have been performing like 15 years, and they'll sometimes come on to my show. Come to my show, August 25th, third wheel. But I got to plug, got to plug. Yeah, yeah. What time? Uh, 10 p.m. 10 I'll p.m. come after the fucking my show. Yeah, to yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah third yeah, wheel. Yeah. Okay, it's a lot of fun. You get uh, obviously comp ticket to for a, for a great guy like you. <laughs> if you're a great person, maybe you might get a comp. But, um, yeah, I think it's so for them. Like this one guy, I'd be like, this guy's just working stuff out. Mm. He, 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 I mean, and it's funny, and it, but he's he knows. It's like they can just work stuff out. Like they can they can go into some strong stuff, open with some strong stuff for three minutes, four minutes, get to a new idea that they're working on and they want to work on it at a show. Like their open mics can kind of sometimes be not. It's not. It's they're be- way better. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know a lot of the stuff that they're bringing is, is is pretty good. But they'll bring some, you know, they can bring some stuff that they wanna they wanna cook a little bit and work on, and then they'll end on another strong five minutes. Mm-hmm. But in between there, they'll work on a little bit. For us, I would say. Don't work on stuff. Yeah, don't work on stuff. Bring good stuff. 100%. Bring good no, 100%. stuff. And you got it. Hundred percent. I'm not yeah. saving anything for like. I mean, if it happens, it happens. You know what I mean. And I'll rush through some jokes or yeah. just take some jokes out. But I'm just gonna work on that eight minutes and just hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. You just put it out there like the best you can do, mm-hmm. and then, and then if you bomb, you'll just say, "Wow, 
I got to reassess everything. <laughs> but no, it, yeah, put the best stuff out there and then it's then you at least can say like, well, I know it wasn't me and my preparation at this time. Maybe it's I just got to keep working and I got to keep writing and I got to keep finding other funny stuff, you know, and I got to and I got to battle through that, but always put yourself I think in the first shows like and even like I'm still doing it. It's like I want to I want to do stuff that kills. Yeah, 100%. And 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 bring that rather yeah. than so what's the deal with like um, with um, rubbing alcohol? You know, you want you want to have good <laughs> stuff. You want to know, you know, don't don't work on stuff at this. Uh, that's no, not at all, man. No, yeah, not at all. But uh, pleasure being here. Absolutely, dude. Tell the people where they can find you, Nate. Uh, you can find me at Nate Noggs on Instagram or at Nate Eggnogs on TikTok. Uh, perform throughout LA. Like I said, I have my show August twenty fifth, ten p.m. at Third Wheel in Hollywood, California. Uh, one week from when this episode comes out. One I week think, from when this episode I, comes I, out. I think, yeah, you either got the Wednesday or Friday slot. Well, I, I'll i take whatever slot I got as long as it's promo, man. As long as I'm doing <laughs> promo, I, I like it. Uh, but, yeah, no, this is great. Uh, a lot of fun. Thank a you, lot, brother. Lot I appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll see you later. Bye.